Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, they'll be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, there's a word in my spirit today, the peace that makes no sense. The key scripture is the book of Colossians chapter 3 and 15. And it says, And let the peace, the soul harmony which comes from Christ, rule, act as an umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state to which as members of Christ's one body you were called to live and be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God always. Now the next verse I'm reading in the King James Version, he says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. Look of Philippians 4 verse 6 and 7. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance, in everything, by prayer and petition, by definite requests, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And here it is, verse 7. And the peace, God's peace, shall be yours. That tranquil state of a soul, assured of his salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort it is, that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Father, thank you for the entrance of your word, giveth light and understanding to the simple. Father, we thank you for this word is a lamp unto our feet and it's a light unto our part. Thank you for illumination today in Jesus' name. It's one of the greatest things that people wish for on this earth and, and I do wish for as well and we, we press into is peace. When I was much younger, we had these uh, beauty pageants and Miss World and Miss Universe and my, my interest in that program those many years ago was the question and answer section most times and, and they will ask the contestants questions what would you wish for they asked them these contestants and, and most of them will always say world peace as I grew a bit older there was a phrase that started coming out in my uh, high school those days they, they used to say pray for the peace of the Middle East you know there was a rhyme to it so they always would tell us pray for the peace in the Middle East so I grew up hearing the word peace hearing the word peace a lot and one wonders what exactly is peace and as I continue I just want to honor the ministry of Dr. Tony Evans of the Urban Alternative Program in, in Texas. It was through his ministry that God really opened my eyes to certain dimensions I'll be sharing with us today. In the Hebrew language, they had a word for peace. They call it shalom. Uh, if you're conversant with, with Israel, you would hear the word shalom. It's kind of a, a salutation, if you will, but shalom is more than just 
just peace. It, it's a comprehensive, a wholesome state of mind. It's it's your whole well-being. And so in the book, in the Old Testament, most of the translations you find in the word peace, if you look it up, is shalom. There are other translations than other words they use, but primarily the word shalom. Like when 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 um, Gideon encountered that angel when he was at the threshing floor, um, Sorry, he was at the wine press threshing wheat, actually. He was at the threshing floor. But when he encountered that angel, he, he had in, uh, I believe this is the record in the book of Judges, uh, he shouted that, that he's seen an angel, so he thought he was going to die. The angel of the Lord said, the Bible actually said that the Lord said to him, peace be unto you. So that word peace that God declared unto him in the Hebrew is shalom. So we, we find that word in shalom. But when we get over to the New Testament, as I've just read from the book of Colossians and the book of Philippians, the word is in Greek now. So the word in Greek is just the word pronounced irene, irene. Irene just simply means peace. Irene, it just means peace, but it's a peace that 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 sometimes one struggles to understand. Why do we struggle to understand that? Because it doesn't always make sense. And that's what we find in the book of Philippians. It is, is that peace that transcends all understanding. Philippians 4 verse 7 says. There were two artists, uh, I recently heard this account, two artists were commissioned by, by a, a, a panel to paint a picture of peace. So it was a competition between two artists and they told them, go get a blank canvas and paint your best picture that depicts peace. The first artist that submitted his work and his work looked like this. He painted a picture of a lake. A serene lake, and it was just as if the sun was just about to 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 to, to rise on the lake. So you could see the glistening of the sun's uh, rays on the lake. It was a beautiful picture. And then he also painted a picture uh, of a shepherd that was just leading the lambs and sheep to the lake. And then he painted another picture of trees and and with birds. Uh, you know, birds seemed they were singing. Seemed as if they were singing on the on on the tree beside this very quiet lake and he showed then a picture of somebody just sitting down by the lake and just taking in the atmosphere that's a wonderful picture of peace but you see that was a competition the second artist submits his work his work is entirely different his work is that of again of a body of water that this was a sea and it was the shore but that that picture was dark the the, the whole sea was tormentous it was it was it was roaring. You could see the waves hitting the shore. You could see the the, the ships that were by the shore. They were being rocked by the waves. And then the, it was all dark. And then he painted a picture of lightning and and did this depiction that artists can do sometimes of as if there is thunder. So it was a very dark picture. But at the bottom corner, at the left hand side corner of his picture, was a small bird that had his mouth open its beak was open and that bird seemed as if he was singing and then he painted a picture where there was one ray that was coming through those dark clouds straight upon that bird and that bird was singing the the panel decided that the winner of that competition was not the first artist but the second one so you see peace doesn't mean there is no uh there are no issues around you 
How do we know this? Let's look at the scripture. The Bible says in the book of Mark, chapter 4, verse 37, it paints a picture of when Jesus and his disciples decided to cross over uh, to the other side, to the Gatherines. So they crossed a lake. The Bible says in verse 37, I'm reading from the King James Version, then arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the sheep so that it was now full. So it was full of water. Now, but, but the next verse is amazing. It says, and Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. I mean, can you, can you imagine this? The waves are tossing through and fro. This, remember, these, these disciples are professional fishermen. They were professional fishermen before they got into the ministry. So they knew everything about fishing. They have been on the boat several times. These guys were not guys that would just get scared. And, you know, personally, I don't like bodies of water. So I just, I just keep my distance, right? But, 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 but they're not like me. They, they, they are used to the water. They, they are used to being on the water. But they got scared. Even in their fright, Jesus was in the basement of the ship asleep on a pillow. It, it, the details that the scripture provides are always very important. There's no word in scripture that is by error. Why would the Bible tell us Jesus was on a pillow? You see, it's important to understand that even if you're facing a difficult moment, God will always provide you with a place of comfort. Maybe it's a pillow of of sound advice. Maybe it's a pillow of people coming around you to support you. Maybe it's the pillow of a close friend. Maybe it's the pillow of a loving family. But God never leaves you without a pillow. He never leaves you without a support. Now, that is a picture of peace in a situation where one shouldn't have peace. And that is why the scripture says that there is a peace that passes all understanding. And the Bible says that that peace will mount guard over you. That word is called garrison. It, it stands for, it stands for a, it's a military term that stands for where you have a fortress and you have a group of soldiers guarding a particular region, a particular territory. So what God's word is saying is that God's peace is so strong that it can be a force of defense for you. It's actually there to defend you. Let's look at another scripture that supports that. It talks about the weapons of our warfare. It talks about the the spiritual warfare that we're fighting. Because you see, peace is a weapon of warfare. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians, a book of Ephesians chapter 6, and it says, For we not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of this dark world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand. Now he then lists what we should wear. One, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. The emphasis is in the next verse for me. Verse 15, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So he said, you should put on the shoes of peace. But the shoes here are the shoes of the gospel of peace. So to get those shoes, you need to understand what the gospel says. Because that peace is found in the gospel. Now the word gospel is simply good news. 
in the in, in the Greek language, I recently learned it that they don't use that Greek word for good news because the good news is so good that it's not it's too good to be true. So in regular Greek speaking people, they don't like to use that word egongelion. They don't use it because it doesn't make sense to them. Because how can good news be so good that it's too good to be true? But in the scriptures, we find that word used continually because the gospel is really so good that it's almost too good to be true. How is it that the God of the universe will come in the form of a man to pave for your sin and my sin when he did no wrong? And then after paying that sin, after paying the price, he decides to give me and you the victory that he painfully got. That is why the Bible says we're more than conquerors. So how do we access that peace? It's through the word of God. I end with this scripture, verse 15 of the book of Colossians chapter 3. Let the word of God dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another. It's through the word. It's through the word. It's through the word that we get the peace. We dwell in that word. The Bible says, let that word of Christ fill you completely. So when you face a difficult situation, something that tries to take away your peace, find out what the word of God says. Because you see, we have a spirit, a soul, and a body. Your spirit is supposed to guide what your soul thinks. And your soul helps decide what your body does. It's in that order. The spirit, the soul, and the body. So let the word of the Lord dwell in you richly. And I want to end with this. Peace is not just a substance. Peace is actually a person. There is somebody we call the Prince of Peace. His name is Jesus. If you don't yet know him as your savior, that is the starting point to get into a relationship with him. It's so easy to do it. Just believe in your heart, confess your sins, and accept him as your Lord and Savior. And just like that, you are saved. God bless you. I will pray for you that you walk in the peace of God today and always, all the days of your life. Thank you so much for listening to us today. And may God bless you. We'll see you next time. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.